Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hey, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. We have another fantastic episode for you. We're going to learn what a crudite is. Oh, crudite? What's a crudite? I don't know. It's a veggie tray. I better ask the only doctor on TV who says that. Why didn't you just say that? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I never heard the word before. Crudite. Sounds like somebody who jerks off in them in a, um, <laughs> I'm going to say, in a Middle Ages-themed restaurant. Oh, fun. Oh. You're a crudite. Ah. <laughs> I like that. That kind of works. <laughs> we'll fill you in on, uh, we'll also fill you in on Hello. what happened with the Mar-a-Lago raid. What have we learned? What haven't we learned? Also, what are people who support Donald Trump doing? Specifically in Ohio, they've been real mad at the FBI. Mm. So even Tucker Carlson and Peter Ducey, they're saying... Tone it down. Tone Maybe it down. just a little bit. <laughs> Bring down the temperature. Of course, they're the ones who toned it up. <laughs> they started it. Congratulations. Absolutely. But apparently the acid is hitting their brains, and they're just like, can you turn down the EDM music just a little bit? Because <laughs> they are getting overwhelmed. We'll also discuss a little bit about what's going on in Florida, as always. But first, let's get to the aforementioned crudite, uh, the crudite, Dr. Raz. My God, this man is so disconnected from reality. It is unreal. You would think that he was on, speaking of an acid trip, he is just making my brain melt because he's so not a human being. Yeah. People like Dr. Raz running for office validate the 4% of Americans who think that all leaders are lizard people because he doesn't seem to be human. Right. Tell me you've never been to a grocery store before without telling me you've never been to a grocery store before. Tell you what, just have your social media team tell me. These are the ads that he's putting out. Yeah. Well, social media videos, yes. So if you're Fetterman, John Fetterman that is, who has a 10-point lead right now, we'll also get to some primary coverage here in a second, Mm. who has a 10-point lead right now over Dr. Oz, these are just the gift that keeps on giving (laughs) because all he is doing is proving he knows nothing about working class people, specifically nothing about Pennsylvanians because he's from New Jersey. 
and he has never even been in a supermarket before where people are seeing prices go up, seeing their bottom lines mm. go down, and making life more difficult for them every single aisle that they go down. And it's a true gift because this week was also John Fetterman's birthday. He's a oh. fellow Leo. It's wow. Leo season, bitches. Wow. And what a gift to get <laughs> wow. from your opponent on this. He didn't even get the name of the grocery store right either. No. It's, like, it's the best sir, part. Sir, this is a Staples. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, let's play... Uh, Dr. Oz unfiltered. Thought I'd do some grocery shopping. I'm at Wegner's and I, my wife wants some vegetables <laughs> for crudite, right? So here's a broccoli. Oh my God. That's two bucks. Not a ton of broccoli there. There's some asparagus. That's four dollars. Yep. Okay. And Carrots. I'm serve that with a vegetable. That's four more dollars. That's ten dollars of vegetables there. And then Get a shopping you need cart, some man. What? guacamole. That's four dollars more. And you know when you go to grocery store. Yeah, there's salsa there. Six dollars oh, must be a shortage of salsa, tree? guys. That's twenty dollars for crudite, and this doesn't include the tequila. I mean, that's outrageous. We got Joe Biden to thank for this. Oh, oh my right. god, we got Joe Biden to thank for this. What in the hell? Again, tell me you've never been to a grocery store before without telling me you've never been to a grocery store. Where's your cart? Where's your your basket? Anything? He's just stacking everything in his arms and be like, ah, oh, it's so overpriced. Well, what do I do? Where's I, the tequila? <laughs> I think that's what he thinks working class people do. They go to the grocery store with their peasant arms and hold their peasant food. There's no carts here. That's Joe Biden's fault. <laughs> As they go back to their peasant homes. Uh, of course, Dr. Oz, a man who has 10 of them. So Mostly in New Jersey. Dr. Oz, again, showing that just because you're a celebrity, just because you have name recognition, it's not always a net positive for your political career. Of course, Donald Trump did support him. That is why he is the Republican nominee for Senate in Pennsylvania. That support he has recently distanced himself from. But again, we are not that stupid. And we know exactly why Dr. Oz is where he is. It looks good for Fetterman right now. However, that's not indicative of a lot of other Trump-supported candidates that are currently on a war path, specifically mm. in Wyoming. Here we go. Now, Liz Cheney, she conceded her House seat. Now, if you would have told me two years ago that a Cheney was going to be beat for a House seat in Wyoming, number one, as Travis said before the show, I would have been thrilled until you realize it's not because the person <laughs> running against her was normal. It's because she's so crazy, she makes Liz Cheney seem like a good person. Yes, exactly. And as uh, Frank Lesser, fellow Bexley High School alumni, who used to write for the Colbert Rapport and uh, Colbert Late Night Shows, Frank Lesser pointed out that Liz Cheney's opponent in Wyoming looks like all of the kids in the whole characters playing the same <laughs> character. It's pretty outrageous what's happened there in Wyoming. It really is. And as Liz Cheney said in her concession speech, which she gave very quickly when the voting, basically the voting Seven, started <laughs> and the voting ended in Wyoming. Uh, she mentioned how she won two years ago with 73% of the vote. And then she said, quote, I could have done so again. The path was clear, but it would have required that I went along with President Trump's lie about the 2020 election. Mm. She has said that she will do whatever it takes to make sure that Donald Trump doesn't get near the White House again. As a matter of fact, Liz Cheney has said that she might run for president oh. in two years. However, again, mm. she couldn't win a House seat in Wyoming. Couldn't 
couldn't get through a Republican primary point. in Wyoming. I'm not exactly sure how she's going to do on a federal level when it comes to, again, the person her that she would be running against is the person that financed her opponent right. in Donald Trump himself. So I'm not exactly sure if that's um, just the idea of greener pastures or the uh, you know delusions of grandeur. I'm not sure how well she's going to be received by the Republican Party going forward. Right. To your point, Wyoming has less than 500,000 people. They get the congressional seat because the Constitution guarantees that every state gets at least right. one, and that is Wyoming's one, uh, one seat. Harriet Hagman is going to be the next Congress person mm-hmm. from the state of Wyoming. And, yeah, I don't know, again, if you lose in such a small state what your path is from there, beyond the fact, right. as we know, Democrats were donating mm. to Liz Cheney. But, again, if that's your political home, mm-hmm. you can't really pull what some other politicians have pulled where you, what, you just moved to another state? I'm not sure. And next week, we have a great conversation with David Pepper. Uh, he's an author and a fantastic man. Um, and we discuss how important it is for the Democrats to run even in elections where they can't mm-hmm. win. Because Hagman, there needs to be a Democrat that at the very least highlights just how crazy she is by shedding light on what she believes why she believes it, and just what a political grifter she is. Yeah. So if you're Liz Cheney, um, what a strange two years it's been, obviously leading the January 6th commission from the Republican side, not politically advantageous in the short term, but I don't think she's going anywhere in the long term. And I guess she thinks she's calculated to some degree that this will be a net positive for her. I mean, what do you think, Fernando? Is this something that... As time goes on, as the further removed from Donald Trump, as Trumpism, which will be here for a while, but as it wanes over the years, which it will, we will make it happen. We have to make that happen. happen. But it will happen. We'll make it happen. Do you think that history will reflect positively on her? Uh, I mean, I don't reflect positively on her. On her, let's think about her history. Didn't she? Didn't she go against the Muslims? Wasn't everything? Oh, she's a conservative it, it, Republican it, it, on all the through, through the her lesbian only, sister under the bus exactly, to get elected. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't yeah. even bring that one up because Ben always brings it up because it's like, how can you forget everything she's done? Well, yeah. how do you throw a family member under the bus for political in the, in the game? First place, right? Absolutely. Well, in staying power is the Cheney game. That's the Cheney name. It's the Cheney game. Mm. Dick Cheney. I mean, he came to prominence in the seventies. Like Ben pointed out in a previous show, he was one of the youngest chiefs of staff ever for President Gerald Ford. That's when he had, I think, his first two heart attacks. Um, <laughs> but then he just bounced around, right, over to Congress and then back to the executive branch. He was Secretary of Defense for George H.W. Bush. You know, if Liz Cheney is truly going to channel her dad's ability to stay relevant and to stay right. close to seats of power, she could have a cabinet position. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, hearing what we had heard at some point that Joe Biden was considering. Considering John Kasich to be his running mate in 2020, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Biden gives her some type of cabinet or administrative position. Oh, my goodness. It is very possible. Uh, Liz Cheney goes on to say, I believe that Donald Trump continues to pose a very grave threat and risk to our republic. And I think that defeating him is going to require a broad and united front of Republicans, Democrats and independents. And that's what I intend to be part of. So channeling her inner Lincoln party and saying, come one, come all. The one thing that we must do at this point is preserve our Democratic Republic's democracy Mm -hmm. because of course that is exactly what's on the line now so policy debate even moral debate when it comes to some of the 
beliefs that conservatives, specifically a Wyoming conservative Republican, will think. Yes. All of those should be debated. Of course, there are some things that are not up for debate, rights for all. But one thing that we have to agree on is democracy is fragile. It is not permanent, and we have to protect it at all costs. So from that perspective, again, I give her credit. She did lose a House seat over this. And as she did point out, and I thought it was a proper assessment, all she had to do was say the line, it was stolen. Right. And she would have won with 73% of the vote once again. But isn't that fascinating, the power specifically in a small, detached state like Wyoming that Trump still has. Yeah, the big lie, just for not perpetuating the big lie. And again, Harriet Hagman, she is happy to put that forth, as so many of the candidates we've covered over these last few weeks. Thrilled your, to do it. Your Secretary of States, your Governors, your Carrie Lakes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a new breed of Republican Party. And- a special kind of grifter. We're going to talk about another grifter here in a second when it comes to uh, the forward party and what's going on. Um, <laughs> You got grifters everywhere, it seems. What's going on with Andrew Yang? But before that, continuing on with some of the midterm results, as we are recently learning, Sarah Palin, of course, former Alaska governor. (laughs) She was formerly on the ticket with John McCain. (laughs) Correct amount of enthusiasm from Fernando there. Absolutely. (laughs) I can see Russia from my house. That was a 2008 reference, and now it's back. I can see Putin's nipples in his buttocks from my my house. You actually can, though. And that, Mm -hmm. that, that always bothered me that that was like... Like what they mocked her for when that was like the most factual statement she right. ever she wasn't made. she wasn't wrong her house I mean, is I very still close re- i still remember her thanksgiving video i think it was thanksgiving maybe it was christmas for all the turkeys are just getting beheaded behind her <laughs> uh, which as someone who likes horror movies i was like you know it's pretty metal oh, it's cool. getting pretty metal for sarah palin she might be the next member of congress for alaska an interesting turn of events given the fact that she resigned being governor her term was not over, right. but she simply had enough. And obviously the family drama yes. for all the Republicans who say they hate Hollywood, these reality show politicians. She is a prime example of a reality show politician because she has a reality show, right? had a reality show, and God knows her entire family is literally a car wreck. Yeah, it's a strange comeback for a political figure from Alaska. But again, it shows you the stain power of the orange bastard and how in certain areas his clout still reigns. Yeah. I mean, she's replacing uh, Don Young, who passed away earlier this year. Don Young was the longest serving member of Congress at, at this time. So I guess it's not a surprise, obviously, that he passed away. But it, it for me, when I saw, to your point, Ben, about primary results, Sarah Palin winning this again, Alaska, another right? state, which just constitutionally, they're required to have at least one congressperson, even though they have uh, much less, uh, much fewer people than most congressional districts have. They're guaranteed one. And I think what, Sarah Palin could very well be that congressional representative. Whatever biological entity has the majority in the state, that's who should have to run and be their representative. So I think Alaska needs a bear. Yeah, or, oh, a, or a salmon. Or a, mo- Ooh. a moose. Well, then the salmons will be eaten by all the bears. That's My really gosh, no, true. That hybrid be, of all three. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> Bear, <laughs> salmon, moose. So 2008, when we were doing this show way back then, I believe, or 2009, we used to just refer to her as the one with the bump it because we thought that she was going to be here and go away. And as we're seeing that T 
Tea Party and the perversion of the Tea Party, even though the Tea Party was perversion of <laughs> democracy to begin with. But now we're in Tea Party 2.0. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing that the people that were previously thought to be discarded, uh, at the very least from elected office, are now back and mm-hmm. able to win again because they have chosen that to lie about our democratic republic for political gain, which is absolutely and utterly disgusting. But on good news or in good news when it comes to polling data, Mandela Barnes. Mm, in Wisconsin. Uh, in Wisconsin. He's running for Senate against Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Ron Ooh. Johnson, of course, a senator who is more than happy to, again, hang out in Russia. He's more than happy to denounce the American democratic mm-hmm. process. You would almost think he was a foreign agent. Yeah. (laughs) It looks as if Mandela Barnes is at the very least going to make this a tight race, a close race. And at this point, according to some polls, he is up. Now, this is no reason to celebrate. You got to get out. You got to make sure to vote. And you have to make sure to highlight why Ron Johnson is such a schmuck and such a net negative for the people of Wisconsin. We also have what's going on with J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan. Oh, buddy. J.D. Vance just continues to unimpress uh, the man who wants to ban porn because he saw his (laughs) wife looking at it one day and he said, my hawk's not that big. (laughs) And he just felt too insecure and now he needs to have a federal mandate or a state mandate against porn. Of course, if he was a federal senator, he would would present legislation in Washington, D.C. Right. to end the gape. Yes, uh, just like Dr. <laughs> Oz, God. completely detached from reality, from you know the issues actually facing working class families, middle class families, not just in Ohio, Pennsylvania, but all over the country. And I, I do hope Mandela Barnes hits that nail on the head, too, because every time I see Ron Johnson on TV, you and I saw Ron Johnson on TV last week, mm-hmm. I think it was on a Tucker show or something like that, and he was lit so so ghostly. Oh, he's so strange, <laughs> like a, an ephemeral figure visiting from the stars. But of course, he's anything but. He's completely detached from reality. And to your point, spent Fourth of July in Russia. I mean, if there's ever been a senator who could be a foreign agent, <laughs> why not check out that guy? And just imagine. If the shoe was on the other party, yeah. look at what happened with Mar-a-Lago. Mm. Now we know it's over nuclear codes, over nuclear information. Classified information. Classified information. Is it possible that Donald Trump was willing to show Putin some of our stuff oh. to brag? Oh, wow. Because he was Ooh. always, he wouldn't, I don't believe that he would do it in a way where it's like, hey, let's look at this to fuck over the American people. I think he would do it like, look what we have. Because yeah. <laughs> yes. he's such a fucking moron. Yeah, yeah. or right? even a, a blackmail to be, again. Blackmail, sure. You know, because we keep hearing this, and I know we're going to get to this this FBI, uh, the gunman in Ohio who attacked an FBI yes. office down uh, in my home state. But, you know, there's always this threat of, well, we can't piss off the Trumpers or make them too mad because then there's this threat of civil war. And it's like, well... Okay, that's a very low bar domestically. It is. But what if Trump's other trick up his sleeve could be, well, I've got nuclear codes, and if you mess with me now, I could release these. I mean, right, that's, to blackmail the American people. And wow. the government itself. Again, mm-hmm. I'm mean, completely uh, postulating here. But 27 boxes at Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. of classified documents 
Ironically, of course, Trump a few years ago when he was running against Hillary Clinton and then later when he was president made the penalty for taking classified mm -hmm. documents even worse. So he right. can he could uh, end up going down to a law. He signed himself. He made it a felony. And instead of one year incarceration, it could be one to five years incarceration. But we'll get to that here in a second. Let's stick with local elections and mm -hmm. let's stick with J.D. Vance going against Tim Ryan. Now, one of the things that we glean from people based upon how they campaign is how well they are at financing their campaign mm -hmm. and how well they are at handling money. Yes. Because that's a pretty big responsibility. Not so much. Well, of course, in the Senate as well. But, you know, the House controls the purse. But nonetheless, it matters how a person campaigns because it shows their leadership style. It just shows how they're able to allocate funds, yes. which is a pretty big freaking responsibility. Will they pay their workers? Ooh. Tim Ryan's campaign manager made a video, and I want to show it. I want you guys to listen to it because campaign managers, they never get any they never get any love. There are a lot you of get, data people. It's data. It's you get screamed at. Oh yeah. And if things go well, no one thinks about you. <laughs> mm -hmm. right. That's basically the life of a campaign manager. But this is Tim Ryan's campaign manager. His name is Dave Chase, and he is giving some advice to JD Vance's campaign manager, which is kind of the B-sides fight to all of this, mm -hmm. but I think it's interesting and I think he points out a lot of the problems when it comes to J.D. Vance's campaign and also one of the problems uh, that J.D. Vance would bring with him if he was elected to the Senate, such as, again, the complete inability to govern, in this case, even his own campaign. So let's play Dave Chase getting his time in the limelight and by the looks of it, uh, he needs it. <laughs> Hey, Dave Chase, Tim Ryan's campaign manager here. Uh, you know, Tim's been giving JD some candidate advice over the last few weeks. Thought I'd give JD Vance's campaign manager some advice as well. Campaigns have a rough go in the headlines lately. Uh, even Republicans are out there saying not very good things about their campaign. Let's dig in a little deeper. JD Vance's campaign is in debt $890,000, and Ohioans for Vance has another $200,000 in debt. That's a lot of debt. That's if lot. you look here, J.D. Vance owes you, his campaign manager, a whopping $20,000. Campaign manager tip number one, always pay your staff on time. Tim mm. Ryan believes in cutting workers in on the deal, and that means paying them what we owe them, when we owe them. I'm really sorry to hear J.D. Vance doesn't feel that way, but I hope he pays you that $20,000 soon. Now, <laughs> campaign manager tip number two, you can't build your campaign on a single billionaire out-of-state donor. Doesn't work too. The strength of our campaign is built on more than 170,000 grassroots donors from all 88 counties, every corner of Ohio. That's mm. the strength of our campaign, and that's why we outraised you nine to one last quarter. Boom. Now listen, I know things are tough over there. The headlines are bad. You guys are in debt. And unfortunately, J.D. Vance hasn't paid you in a while. So from the, the Tim Ryan campaign, we sent a pizza over to you. Lunch is on us. <laughs> and for those that don't know, pizza is the currency of every campaign. Oh, yeah. I, that's why every campaign staff, by the end of it, they've gained five to ten pounds. Oh, yeah. Which they do work off by walking and hitting on doors, okay. knocking on doors. But pizza, pizza, pizza is just all politicians get for their staff. Sometimes, can we get a taco over here? Mm, that's too hard. Sorry, buddy. Can't divide up a taco into eight pieces. <laughs> but he mentioned Peter Thiel. Yeah. And what's interesting, again, in next week's episode, when we speak with uh, David Pepper, Peter Thiel, they're no longer hiding who is financing them. Mm, now we're right. to the point where the puppet master is being shown and everyone is like, who's pulling the strings? 
We know it's Peter Thiel. Yeah. We know it's the Koch brothers. Mm -hmm. We know who these people are. And the question is, when are people going to wake up and realize that Peter Thiel, much like Dr. Oz, has no fucking clue what they are going through? 100%. And because he is financing J.D. Right. Vance's campaign, J.D. Vance has, oh, I don't know, a bit of a debt to him. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe that whatever Peter Thiel tells him to do, he will do because that's who's financing his campaign, which is why when we hear 170,000 individual donors, why does that matter? Because then theoretically right. their voice matters. If we're going to live in a society, which we do, where money is speech, mm -hmm. where the dollar means more than a sentence, then we have to remember that in no way in hell would J.D. Vance, despite whatever he says, would give a crap or gives a crap about the working people of Ohio because he is, again, being financed by an out-of-state billionaire. Right. And he's a multimillionaire himself. He was an East uh, West Coast liberal who came in right. back to Ohio. He knows exactly what he's doing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is this is a classic example of just buying your way into the job, right. which we know plenty of other people have done in the Senate to other political races. Mm -hmm. But J.D. Vance is a special type of creature. There was even a great editorial from the Ohio Capitol Journal about how a snake sheds its skin six times a year and a politician sheds its skin anytime it becomes a liability. Mm, and J.D. Right. Vance is a whole new class in and of himself in doing so because he just has no idea what's going on in Ohio anymore because he hasn't been there. Right. And of course, if you're Tim Ryan, someone who has run for office before, I think someone who has a good political mind, there is a lot to campaign on yeah. in Ohio as the state is struggling immensely with draconian, arcane, fascist laws, again, such as genital inspection yes. for yeah. girls in girls' sports. Wraps right. just to make sure there's not a set of balls. Uh, it is... It's so disgusting. And if you would tell people that this was going to be America in 2022, 10, 15, 20 years ago, they would say, get out of the bar. You've had too much to drink. <laughs> and, my but name, reality. and my name would be J.D. Vance. And I <laughs> just became a very successful author. And I don't appreciate you saying that about me, but I'm going to go back to California. If J.D. Vance in college knew that he was going to be a senator running on a platform to ban porn, he would have shot himself in the fucking <laughs> oh. head. I mean, if if never Trump or J.D. Vance, and we get into this with our conversation with uh, Trey Crowder also coming out in the next few yes. weeks, um, because Trey Crowder and J.D. Vance actually had dinner and drinks after after one of Trey's shows, because they were both these hillbilly authors right. who were never Trumpers. Trey more on the liberal side, but you know JD Vance was a never Trumper as of 2016, and he again never say never. He shed that skin right. because it was a liability. Right. Got the blessing and barely squeaked through the Ohio Senate primary, and now here we are. He's not even able, despite Peter Thiel's millions, to pay his own campaign manager. Right. Which, again, shows you exactly how he's going to govern and also shows you what he thinks about the working class people, including the working class people in his own freaking campaign. <laughs> exactly. What an absolute and utter schmuck. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and... Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. All right. Well, speaking of political grifters, this kind of breaks my heart. I know. Mm. We've had Andrew Yang on the show before, as a matter of fact, when he was running for president uh, back in, uh, what was it, 2019? Do we have him on? 2020? Yeah, I don't even know if you guys were on the show. Yeah, you guys, you guys yeah we weren't here. But we were, you we were, were dead. For, we, you know, we, we were babies. <laughs> Just little babes. But he had some good ideas, and he brought forth a platform, universal basic income. And, you know, he was discussing issues. Of course, he ran and lost within the Democratic Party, and then he ran in New York for mayor and lost within the Democratic Party. I don't understand why he didn't just go to Synecdoche, New York, where he's from, and run for a local House seat there. He would have won. Yes. Uh, And as we talked about again with David Pepper, to keep on harking on this interview, because you guys are going to love it, um, he... Local office is so important. And for someone like Andrew Yang, who ran as an ideas candidate, yeah. he could have actually has his, he right. could have had his ideas explored, voted upon in a local state house mm-hmm. in New York State. But right. his ego got the best of him. He hasn't changed his suit in three to four years. Oh, boy. <laughs> someone just needs to tell him, like, you can put a tie-dyed shirt on every now and again. Make yourself look like a human being that can relate to people because that's what initially attracted people like myself yes. to Andrew right. Yang. Right. Different ideas, different, different approach. I- different ideas, different approach. Someone who was talking about things from a financial perspective, um, not that it was emotionless, it was emotional as well, but it was like, let's cut the BS. Mm. And, and now- And I'll on. point out too that UBI, um, because Andrew Yang put it out there, is actually a very popular idea with libertarians across Absolutely. the aisle too. Uh, I believe some of the um, the the stalwart economic libertarian thinkers, your uh, Mur- Murray Rothbart's and, and things like that. And Give probably, us our money back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a negative income tax. You're basically giving yes. back the taxpayers' money to them. And of course, you know, from the huckster Republican side, that's socialism. That's socialism. Uh, it's like, where's my, where's my money? Stop yeah, taking it's it. It's my back. money. Yeah. Give me my money back. But Andrew Yang was on with Jim Acosta. Now, obviously, Andrew Yang, he got butthurt because the Democratic Party didn't uh, love him enough. Hmm. He didn't win his elections again. He did. He just ran for president and ran for mayor from a city that he's not from. And it was just horrible. He was was, so out of his element. He was so out of his element. New York politics, as Travis and I know, fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like a next level insane, like Oh, man, you got someone from Bay Ridge debating someone from Queens, and that is just gold. It's gold, (laughs) gold, gold for comedy. And uh, I don't know if it helps the American people. No, that doesn't really even help New York that much. (laughs) It's fascinating. But because, of course, he was butthurt by the Democrats, he went and did uh, he went and formed rather the forward party. Now, the forward party has been out there for a while. It has been fundraising, which is why, unfortunately, Andrew Yang is now in the category of grifter. It has people like uh, Chris Cuomo, who is now a part of it, because Chris Cuomo, of course, he got sick of helping his brother Andrew Cuomo on CNN, and now he's on News Nation, and he's he's with the forward party. What does it mean? Right. What does the forward party stand for? I don't know. No. Backwards? No, one, no it means forward. <laughs> okay. Which I don't 
Yep. Side to side? <laughs> nope. Okay. It's more of a distance type idea. What if I just walk around a circle a bunch? <laughs> well, that's kind of what it's doing. If you stand for nothing, you're going to fall for anything. But Andrew Yang's calculation is also, if we stand for nothing, people will just give us money because they think that we stand for what they think, even if we oh. don't, because we stand for nothing. Oops. Let's play Jim Acosta again, a man I'm not a massive fan of. He's just a corporate air quotes journalist. You know, he's another one of these actors on television, which, you know, perhaps I will be at one point, but I will also not pretend to be a journalist. Well, that's good. Um, <laughs> I will pretend to be Ben Kissel the best I can. Mm. But Jim Acosta talking to Andrew Yang, and I just think Andrew Yang doesn't have any of the proper answers, but let's play it. On both sides. But you're going to have to come up with policy really positions. really negative results. Right. But we Andrew, just need a better system. Yeah, but Andrew, you're going to have to have policy uh, positions at some point. How does the forward Ooh. party feel about Roe versus Wade? Should it have been overturned? Well, uh, I no! personally uh, <sighs> think that women's reproductive rights are fundamental human rights. But the forward party has... Uh, not left or right, but forward stance on even the most divisive mm. and contentious issues. Well, what does that mean? Don't you, Don't you have to take a position on something? Don't you have to take a position on something? You can't just say, well, I, you well, know, this I, is a hot button issue, so I'm not going to take a position on you. You know, if you want to run the country, you're going to have to make some hard decisions, Andrew. Mm, wow. Uh, again, the forward party is about that common sense consensus majority <laughs> view, which is very clear on abortion. It's clear what about on guns. What guns. about it's assault clear weapons? On climate change. It's actually clear on just about every issue under the sun. Should 18 and year olds we're, be we're able to buy AR 15s? Should because of the nature of our system? Should 18 year olds be able to buy AR 15s? Again, the common sense consensus majority is that there should be some. Uh, rules around background checks and access to, to firearms. But we're not getting any of these things, Jim, because the two-party system does not need to deliver But it doesn't sound like you're taking any hard positions. It sounds like you're... Trade power. It sounds like you're, you're sort of a fill-in-the-blank party. You're, you know, mm. if, if somebody <laughs> uh, wants a, a, a party with no clear policy positions, you're it. But unfortunately, in the real world, in the real world, you have to take a position on something. Well, well, we're for the common sense consensus. Oh. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, all right. So I, I, the answer to both of those yeah. is no, no. Okay. That's it. That, right, all, right, that's right. all you have all to say. say. Right. No. Yeah, you no. don't even need to go reference the website at that point. Just a, a hot no would have been real good right there. I got two thoughts on this. Okay. First of all, this is exactly what sunk his mayoral campaign, right? You run around New York. It's like we, we figured out in your race when you ran for Brooklyn Borough President, you got... Eight million people there, all from different places, all from different walks of life. And you're going to get questions like, do you support Israel and things like that. And Andrew Yang just could never give like a straight yes or no answer. No. And this is what exactly what Acosta is doing right here. This is exactly what happened to Andrew Yang in New York. Secondly, mm. this is a nice glimpse into the old CNN green room when Andrew Yang used to work there. You just got to imagine <laughs> everyone's just like, well, what are you, what are you, what are you trying to, what do you add here, Mr. Yang? People can disagree with you. 100%. Uh, yeah. And they will still vote for you. If they agree with 51% of what you say, they will vote for you in favor. And if it's 49%, they won't. Right. But the one thing, specifically New Yorkers, if you have no opinion, they fucking hate you. Yeah. They will take an opinion that's horrible and be like, well, at least you got an opinion. I yeah, am. right. No, yeah, seriously. Unless it's about pizza and they disagree with you, then you're done. Right. <laughs> and if you eat pizza with a fork and knife, you are a psychopath. But isn't this kind of why we're here? Because mm -hmm. the yes. Hagmans of the world, the Trump supporters of the world, have no problem just lying. They just, no. Right. Was the election fair? No. Right. Boom. And they just move on. That, they yep. just say no. Mm, yeah. And the Democratic Party, 
uh, they're hopefully finding their balls or their pussies, their labias. They need a genital check. <laughs> they do. Not <laughs> mandatory, though, please. But people like Andrew Yang are just the problem right now where it's like this wishy-washy, willy-nilly approach. And we are fighting for our democracy. Yeah. And hopefully the Democratic Party just tow that line, draw it in the sand. Reproductive rights. Yes. Does an 18-year-old to 25-year-old need a semi-automatic AR-15? No, they don't. These are winning issues. Right. Should elections be decided by one person, one vote? Yes. Yes. Should gerrymandering and redistricting be done away with? Yes. These are very simple. Yes, no. Put it on a flyer. Fill out the answer. The the forward party has different opinions about <laughs> what yeah. opinions? What opinions? Again, it's I think uh, it's about sycophant. He doesn't mm. want he doesn't mm. want to look like that. He wants I love you. I love you. I, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. And it's right. And that that's I mean he he's a loser in in everything that happened to him, and he's scared. You could tell he's hurt. He's damaged from that, and so he's scared to just be direct and go. No, I don't agree with right. you because what happens? He just gets straight out rejected. But as we talk with David Pepper, that's part of the game. You have to be willing to accept rejection. You have to be mm-hmm. willing to to face adversity. Right. And that's give hard answers. Yes or no. I mean, mm-hmm. it's almost like Andrew Yang's kind of the forward party is the leftovers of the Yang gang from the right. 2020, which was a, a, a strange combo of, again, libertarians and progressives and yeah. independents. Just people who like the UBI. He forward party could even just be like, what's your big issue? That's what we liked about Yang in the first place. Yeah. Tell us your big issue of the Ford Party's UBI, and that's the only thing you want to get through. I think You'll he's have even walked, pe- people show up. I think he's even walked away from that. Which is strange, because that was his thing. <laughs> that was his one That's thing. how we know him. <laughs> yeah. That was the one, even in the debates in 2020, with all 40 Democratic candidates that come back to Andrew Yang, he'd be like, you know, this is another good chance for me to talk about UBI. Hammer at home. Hammer at home, man. Absolutely. Focus on the working class, the people who are struggling right now. I mean, we have people like Dr. Oz going out there, going grocery shopping, obviously <laughs> never have done it before. <laughs> And again, they are now nominees for a National American Party. Lauren Boebert. Let's move on to Lauren Boebert here mm, just quickly. Speaking of psychos and sycophants. Someone who lies with confidence. Yes. This is why she is a representative in the United States. So she has uh, this story is just insane. Okay, so apparently neighbors for Lauren Boebert, they live, <laughs> I would rather be neighbors with Justice Kavanaugh. <laughs> oh, no. Because it seems like it is a waking nightmare to live next to the Boebert family. Garfield County Sheriff's deputies decided to let neighbors of U.S. Representative Lauren Boebert settle a dispute between themselves and the congresswoman's husband after he threatened to, quote, destroy their mailbox. Um, this a, fe- is, a federal crime, by the way. Okay, so Lauren Boebert, I think that her and her husband just get absolutely hammered, <laughs> and they run roughshod over their local town. Right. <laughs> a, a little bit of context. I was just doing shows in Denver and Boulder, Colorado. Yes. Shout out to our listeners. Cassie and Elena and their boyfriends came to the oh, show. Oh, fantastic. And Izzy and Ricky came to the Boulder show. Love nice. it when Top Hat fans show up to uh, just good old-fashioned comedy shows, wherever they may be. But they really filled me in when I was in Colorado. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, again, we know that Lauren Boebert, as we mentioned on this show, her husband, Jason, is a, a, a sexual offender. 
Tinder. Mm-hmm. He he uh, showed his wiener to some underage girls at a bowling alley. Lauren Bobert <laughs> said that's marrying material that's right my there. Guy. And Put Lauren a ring on it. Lauren Bobert oh, in her <laughs> own district, which was I think you know a fairly drawn district. Uh, per se, but the ranchers really showed up for Lauren Bobert because she runs a restaurant not called Hooters, but it's based off Hooters. It's called Shooters, oh. and they have hot girls, and they all have pistols on them, and they're armed. But because of that, because of Colorado law, they can't serve alcohol. Whoa. So she's cutting into her bottom line a lot just to make a <laughs> statement and own the libs. It's <laughs> actually so much worse to go to a Hooters derivative without any alcohol. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. The only thing that makes Hooters or a bar like Twin Peaks, which is a nipply <laughs> restaurant as well, mildly acceptable is that everyone's hammered exactly so there's apparently they're saving all the booze for when they get home to yell at the neighbors well speaking of hammered jason and lauren uh, bobert they love to get drunk and drive around evidently lauren bobert's husband was going around 50 miles an hour this is according to a 911 call from a neighbor they say i'm sure he's loaded to the hilt do you know his wife? Do you know who his wife is? Lauren Bobert. She's loaded. Oh, they all man. have guns. He just got chest to chest, face to face, looking to fight. Oh, so, my gosh. <laughs> just getting lit, driving around. Uh, also, according to Attorney General Phil Weiser, the local district attorney uh, in the Colorado Borough of Investigations, they investigated a relationship between the congresswoman's family and the sheriff's office. This is what David Wheeler says. They say this was clearly a serious situation as there were two 911 calls, five deputies, and at least four families involved. Holy moly. The incident began in the evening hours of August 4th after her neighbor flagged down one of Bobert's sons and asked him to stop speeding up and down their street in his dune buggy. Uh, One neighbor told 911 dispatchers, he's going like 50 miles an hour and this is a residential lane. There's kids. They go on. We tried to stop him and he just freaking cussed us out and left. (laughs) So this family is just terrorizing their local street. Yeah. And she's a congresswoman. She's a congresswoman, an elected official, not just drunk, but drunk on power. I mean, this is what happens when you give psychopaths these types of positions. They just think they can do whatever they want. And I mean, the calls are even (laughs) crazier when you get to actual what Jason was doing and how hammered he is and how he wanted to. I guess destroy a mailbox, which I can't express again, is literally a federal crime. <laughs> it It is. That is true. Uh, the neighbor could not immediately be reached for comment. However, there was another 911 call uh, regarding Jason Bobert. He had reportedly um, drove and struck the neighbor's mailbox in his truck. According to the second neighbor, this is what they told dispatchers. There's about to be some shit going down here. Uh-huh. It's Lauren Bobert's jackass husband, Jason Bobert. <laughs> oh, my God. The, during the call, the second neighbor can be heard yelling at Jason Bobert, Stop, you jackass. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then he yelled, Come on, man. What are you doing? What you're doing is wrong. What do we He said, No, this is what Jason said. He said, Come on, man. What are you doing? What did we do wrong? Uh, Jason Bobert has not responded. Wow. So I they're mean, just getting hammered and driving over their neighbors' mailboxes. And terrorizing their neighbors. And she's supposed to represent these people. She is secondly supposed to right. represent this whole district, whether it's your neighbor or the guy all the way uh, at the end of the district. And again, this just shows um, the contempt. 
they have for voters and people who, mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess they don't like them for some reason According or to a second neighbor who told a 911 dispatcher that Jason Bobert had driven to their house with his son, quote, trying to claim that someone took a swing at his kids. But nobody did. Yeah. Uh, he calls Jason Bobert, quote, dumb as a post and <laughs> irrational. He said, Jason's probably drunk. You could probably get him for a DUI. He just drove down here. Oh, my gosh. So talk about two sets of standards and two sets of rules as well, right? Because yes. he's on the phone with 911 be like, this guy's at my house, hammered, and he drove here. Why don't you just go pick him up? Right. Yeah, go get him. Liberty for me, but not for thee. That's the Bobert way. Absolutely. According uh, to uh, deputies uh, and Sheriff Lou Valerio, he previously told the Post that everybody, quote, had agreed to work it out as neighbors. No charges, (sighs) no further action. Mm. So they're just going to work it out with their congresswoman neighbor. (laughs) I wonder who's going to win that. Right. Uh, I don't know. A member of Congress. Or you, a person who sells sod. Mm, well, everyone in Colorado <laughs> needs sod. <laughs> I guess so. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, speaking of crazy people, Mm. again, Lauren Boebert, she's nuts. Her husband's nuts. Alex Jones, he's nuts. But who is crazier? The people who vote for her and the people who listen to him. Mm. Donald Trump, he's nuts, and who's crazier? It's the people who believe all of his lies. Perhaps he believes them at this point, but it's also exceptionally difficult to tell what that man believes. The only thing he believes is he wants his power back. In Ohio, there was a man. Now, this dude, he took what Donald Trump said very seriously regarding the FBI being against the American people and against liberty. He went to a local office. He went to a local uh, FBI office in Cincinnati. He had a firearm, and uh, he said that he was there to kill federal agents on site. Uh, This dude, he's a 42-year-old named Ricky Schiffer. Uh, He went out there. He had at least one message on Trump's truth social media platform, and it appeared as if Schiffer had tried to breach the FBI office. It read, if you don't hear from me, it is true. I tried attacking the FBI. Oh, neat. Was that his last post? He lost. Okay. Yes, indeed. Fought the law and the law won. So because of this, and we're seeing this all over the country, even some people at Fox News and some people who have been pushing forth the election 2020 stolen lie is stolen lie are saying tone it down, including Tucker Carlson and this other guy, Peter Ducey. Steve. 
This is Steve Ducey. Mm-hmm. Peter's okay. the douchebag son. <laughs> ah, the Ducey bag son. So this is Steve Ducey. Apologize. Don't want to get my Ducey's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> One Ducey's better than the other Ducey? Come on, man. I don't man. know. So let's play this sound. This is, this is from Fox and Friends, which means people are hearing this kind of bullshit at like 3 a.m. Sure, yeah. Fox and Friends early starts at 1 a.m. on the West Coast. And Donald Trump still, as far as I know, watches Fox and Friends. I'm sure he does. And I do believe Steve Ducey's comment had, you know, as much of an impact on someone like Trump as it could. Absolutely. And Steve Ducey, he got a lot of heat from the Trump wing of the Republican Party saying, this is why I only trust Newsmax now. Oh, well, Mm. good for you. (laughs) And let's not forget they also, I believe it was Newsmax or one of these publications or television networks, they published the names of the FBI agents who mm-hmm. uh, who right. uh, participated in the uh, in the raid the uh, on Mar-a-Lago, the, the judge, mm-hmm. and they're not doing this so you can go give them a handshake. Right. No, they're doing this because they know for a fact there's psychos like that one in Ohio who will kill these people on sight. Yeah, and it breaks my heart that that happened in our home state. And by the way, I'll just point out we still are waiting for any Ohio Republican state leader. To denounce these attacks, to step up. I mean, again, the Republicans consistently are saying that they back the blue. But as we see with election Mm. lies, these Trump supporters can turn on the blue real fast. Absolutely. And when someone tries to be mildly rational at 5 o'clock in the morning on Fox (laughs) News, there is a little blowback specifically for Steve Ducey. But let's play this clip. It's interesting because, again, after the search of Mar-a-Lago, the rhetoric it was hot, 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 hot. And it still is Yes, coming from the Trump wing of the Republican Party, which is basically the Republican Party at this point. But now they're trying to turn the heat down a little bit. But I feel like I feel like the, the lasagna is already done. <laughs> so it's like you can turn the heat down, but the damn thing is already yeah, baked, right? right? It's done. And we know they yeah. love lasagna in Garfield County where Lauren Boebert lives. Exactly. Great. Good connection. <laughs> All right. Let's play Steve Ducey talking. We just know that right now, given the fact that there is a suggestion that there are a lot of online, very specific, apparently very specific threats against very specific agents uh, at the FBI and whatnot, it would it would be great for everybody to tamp down the the rhetoric against the FBI because the FBI simply was doing what the DOJ asked them to do. The attorney general is the boss of the guy at the FBI, of all the people at the FBI. So, you know, with all of these threats going around (laughs) it would ultimately be great if the former president who has always been a great supporter of law enforcement had posed with a thousand police departments coast to coast it would be great if he called for an end to the violent rhetoric against federal law enforcement and in particular the fbi that was just doing their job but as Trey Gowdy pointed out last night, mm-hmm. uh, for oh, you to look at this situation and think that Democrats and Republicans have been treated the same over the last few years, you'd have to be looking at a different situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Greg leg Gutfeld. irons for Greg Gutfeld talked about that, too. He said, you know, it's interesting that the Democrats or progressives are now worried about protecting law enforcement when they weren't right. you know, years ago during the raids. But no one is for the violence of FBI agents no. or, uh, you know, any of these individuals that are in law enforcement. Right. If you want to personify that search, look at the attorney general of the United States. Mayor Garland is the one who has staked his entire reputation on it. If there's something if there's not something really big there. He's done. 
It is unbelievable <laughs> that Brian, again, if you told Brian Kilmeade <laughs> right. a year ago that this was going to be his position, yeah. he would have been like, no, not me. Uh, not me. It's so fun to watch Fox and Friends when one of them is going on a tangent that the other ones don't agree with. They you can always down. tell the other ones, they just they look down or they stare blankly at the camera, and yes. then there's a little shuffling around in their <laughs> seats, and then they turn it over, and someone else has to fill in the blanks because someone actually just called for rational calm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very unpopular, apparently. So as we heard Peter Ducey, he was saying, tamp it down a little tamp bit. Tamp it down. But his co-worker, Tucker Carlson, old school racism, middle school haircut. Yes. Isn't that nice? Yes. That's what the good liars say. He has a different take. I think Tucker Carlson doesn't mind the rhetoric being a little hot because he's got something to say about that DOJ. Again, it is makes your eyes bleed. Yeah. The double speak and the hypocrisy yes. coming yes. from people like Tucker Carlson. But let's just play this clip of Tucker Carlson talking about what he thinks the FBI is going to do to you oh. if you have the audacity to stand up for Donald Trump. There's nothing to see here. That's the line. And no doubt Asa Hutchinson and Mitch McConnell and Dan Crenshaw and the rest of them will be telling you the very same thing when the Biden Justice Department or some other state law enforcement agency under their influence finally does what you know they're going to do, which is indict Donald Trump. Obviously, they're going to do that. Who knows how? Maybe they'll produce surveillance video from Mar-a-Lago. Apparently, they've already subpoenaed that. We'll spend the next year talking about how it shows Trump mishandling classified information. It could, yeah. Really? (laughs) On the server? Remember the endless Russia collusion hoax? We're in for a lot more of that. (laughs) They'll scream at how Trump is a criminal. And if you express any support for him or... Any interest in retaining, I don't know, the rights of free speech and due process, you're a criminal too. Oh. In fact, you are the threat. You're the threat. And are just you? mentioning that you disagree with what is happening is an attack on our government. That's their style. Just the other day, after signing off of the Mar-a-Lago raid, your attorney general, Merrick Garland, came on stage <laughs> to quotes. whine about <laughs> yeah. how actually he was the victim here. He's the victim. Apparently some people disagreed with the raid. So the FBI, the most heavily armed domestic law enforcement agency in the world, is now under threat from you. (gasps) Right. You're the criminal. Our critics are in jail, but I got anonymous threats on Twitter. Poor me. Passive aggression is the defining characteristic of the left. If they started putting people in camps, NBC News would cheer them on and then attack you for complaining about it. How dare you? Violating our norms. We've always had camps. Holy crap. If this was any, can you imagine if Obama did this? Oh, oh Lord imagine God. if Biden did this. Imagine oh, if anybody did this. <laughs> right. These people would be having a field day saying that they need to be indicted because they possibly violated the Espionage Act. <sighs> so, just lastly, a federal judge uh, unsealed the warrant that allowed the Federal Bureau of Investigation to search Mar-a-Lago. Now, however, they are not unsealing the actual indictment. Is that correct? Uh, Along those lines, yes. The the, the warrant affidavit, basically, what the case is, what are they investigating? Right. And they cannot seal that. First of all, the the warrant itself- They can't unseal that. They're they're refusing to because they feel it will endanger an ongoing criminal investigation that has national security implications. And they said exactly that, and that- Sentence alone should terrify you because, you know, again, they did unseal uh, uh, the warrant, like the actual the reason search why. The search like, yeah, this warrant. is why yes. we're going in. Exactly. Right. This is what we're looking for. But they now were they're fine not... to do that. Right. And of course, you know, 
the way um, Steve Ducey, you know, you saw Steve pivot there at the end of his quote to talk about how the enemy is Merrick Garland. And just as we saw with Tucker, he's really throwing Merrick Garland under the bus. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the day, Merrick Garland unsealed what Trump could have unsealed himself. Like that was something Trump could have done. Merrick Garland did it. They're not going as far as to tell people what they're investigating because as with any criminal investigation, it endangers the case when you do that. You're giving them the blueprint, basically. Would this search warrant affidavit also release the, the informant? Would it name the informant? Well, no, but the 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 warrant affidavit, the full criminal investigation, right. what they're investigating, yes, that could endanger witnesses. They mm. did point that out. And again, okay. this is... Melania, hide. Comp- <laughs> you know who? Uh, well, Travis, I'm just going to say I, because I don't want to, I'm not even going to include you. Oh, okay. I'm trying to save you. Oh, thank you. You know who the you know who it is? The rat. The, who's the rat? Potentially, you know it's possible. You know who's compromised? <laughs> Roger Stone. Boom. I was thinking it's Roger Stone. Two years ago, he was under investigation. Yes. He's not in jail. He's not uh, in jail. Is it possible that Roger Stone has been wearing a wire this entire uh, time? I mean, I was just thinking again when Ben and I were talking about this, that clip of him talking to Matt Gates. Roger had documentarians following him around throughout right. all of this, even January 6th, and these little clips just keep popping around you're telling me that guy's just not wearing a wire 24 7 and you're telling me even like the thought of being incarcerated wouldn't make him flip like a goddamn circus gymnastic and it would also gymnast. save his reputation too with all the you know 75 percent of the jurors in dc who hate his guts <laughs> and it's been clear to, they've been clear to point out that in all the documents there was also uh roger stone the, the clemency right yes They're, they've pointed out repeatedly the clemency for yes. Roger. So, so why did trump never submit it exactly mm, it's very, go. very strange what's happening down there in Mar-a-Lago. So they're going to be taking fingerprints of uh, a lot of the documents. Again, these documents contain exceptionally important national security <laughs> information. It could be that <laughs> if there's ketchup yeah. on there. I mean, who knows? <laughs> and who knows who touched these documents? Because, again, Trump. He just wants people, come in, look what I got. Right. You want to see something cool? You want to see something cool, dude? It's like a kid showing off his new, you know, Nerf gun to another seven-year-old. But again, this is a 70-plus-year-old former president who is treating national security information like it's nothing more than a new toy. Right. He's done this before. Trump has before basically let out nuclear secrets to try to show off. Right. So this is exactly. this is like a known thing he's done. So this the the idea that this is something new, literally, he has a record of doing this exact thing. That's right. These classified documents have small fingerprints all over them, and they're <laughs> yes. from Donald Cheetos. Trump. Well, it will be interesting to see who has touched these documents and who he has shared these documents with, because again, under the under the in in the best possible light to shine on Donald Trump. Under the guise of being braggadocious, he very well may have just told every single person in the world what our nuclear capability is, the new technology that we have. Mm -hmm. Again, the $800 billion we give to a a year to the Pentagon. Money is going somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's not going to a UBI. That's for gosh darn sure. (laughs) And I can just see him doing that. Just lastly, briefly, Espionage Act. Mm. Uh, If he violated this, what does that mean? How would that actually look? What would that be? Right. Well, pontificating on that point, um, again, if you listen to our show with uh, John Kiriakou Mm. from 
from yes. last year, last September. Fantastic show, a real oh, wow. hero of this year? country. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. We've been talking for a show. while. We've been, we've been yapping. It feels like nothing's changed, but we're still <laughs> working on it. John Kiriakou got hit with the espionage act. If you listen to that episode, John Kiriakou, he was a CIA whistleblower. He basically went to the press, similar to Edward Snowden, mm -hmm. who went to WikiLeaks, and revealed classified government information, but it was in the interest of showing what our government was doing wrong. With and, torture. And with torture at mm -hmm. black CIA yeah. sites. And that's what John Kiriakou exposed. He did it the correct way. A whistleblower should. You go to the media. Yes. Um, you're not taking this information and giving it to foreign adversaries. Which is what Fox News, Tucker Carlson, Newsmax is supposed to be. They're supposed to be the fourth estate. Exactly. Right. And the mm -hmm. Espionage Act, uh, created back during World War One, has only been used a handful of times until... The Obama Justice Department, mm -hmm. specifically folks like John Brennan, who headed up Ugh. the CIA, you know, he's he's as deep state as it gets. If you I really love him look on at... Rachel Maddow. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of deep state people in Rachel Maddow no, now. But John Brennan and, and, again, the Obama DOJ, they started to weaponize the Espionage Act for any whistleblowers. And John Kiriakou was hit with that. And you have, um, uh, you know, again, they're, they're trying to apply this idea that if you're releasing classified information, it could get in the hands of foreign adversaries. Mm -hmm. Now, with Donald Trump, you have a very specific situation where he thought a certain foreign adversary was pretty cool when he rides in with his shirt off on his horse, yeah. and he really wants to impress him in the same way Tucker Carlson really wants to impress Trump and really wants to impress Kid Rock. These are people exactly. who are, again, trying to impress other macho men. And what's more impressive than if you're a former president and you just, you know, you stole a couple uh, things on the stop. way out. Lord knows. I've, you know, I grabbed a couple of pens that were laying around my old dorm room at Ohio University. <laughs> yeah. So those weren't used to write down classified information. Yeah, and those can't blow up Manhattan. Exactly. Yeah. So this is where, again, you use that word, the Espionage Act. I think it's been misused against good whistleblowers like right. John Kiriakou. Mm -hmm. Um, but in this specific circumstance, you have a, a former president who wants to impress foreign leaders. And what's more impressive than leaking military nuclear secrets? All right. Well, what else? What else is the reason to have them, I guess, if you're not going to show them off? Show them off to your friends at the <sighs> golf party. Seriously, it's just that stupid. <laughs> right. It's all just that dumb. Mm. It's just a dick-wagging contest at a real bizarre airport bathroom. Yeah, or a bowling alley if you're Jason Bober. <laughs> I'm, from what you said earlier, thinking about him trying to hold even America hostage, that would be so scary. And I'm actually right. thankful that everything is going the way it is, if you think about it. Because right. this is the best case scenario for top secret nuclear launch information to get leaked that, mm. that we're getting it back stupidly it, yeah this is but I, oh my god i'm just this is literally the worst thing well, that could have ever happened we've right. talked about it before like man people who are real dumb and really positive things real easily <laughs> sure, yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. we could just get shot by a fucking moron today yeah you know it's yeah. it's never someone who is thinking it through right and it is just again so. a situation where one man Seems to have all this power. He could literally launch a domestic coup and a nuclear attack yep. in the same week. And that's what they're trying to do with state houses across this country. So, all right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. We'll be back a little bit later this week to tell you the news as we see it. Hope you're doing well out there. Keep up the good fight. And, yeah, we will tone down the temperature out there. It's hot. It is hot. It's <laughs> hot. Turn on the AC if you're thinking about attacking the FBI. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Hail yourselves. 
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.